I might have house, car, comfort, and, and ease in 30 years, but I don't know how that will make me feel better if I don't know my children or they don't know me. Oh, we don't have memories over those last 30 years. Uh, the good times and the times we, we endured difficult seasons together. Uh, we built a relationship. You can't build a relationship as a destination. Don't make any noise when the music's playing. I don't like any noise when the music's playing. Richardson, and I studied law in two countries, specializing in entertainment and sports, which then led to work as a manager, as a voiceover artist, as a college professor, and as a social media safety speaker. In short, I run my mouth for a living. I come by it naturally. I grew up with a great conversationalist. My dad could start talking to anyone, anywhere, at any time. It made our family vacations a bit longer sometimes because my dad could start a conversation with somebody in line at an amusement park or sitting at a restaurant. A year after my dad passed on to the next life, I went to lunch with a very good friend of mine. And one of the things he said to me really stood out and I never forgot it. He said, when I talked to your dad, I felt respected and I felt listened to. We find ourselves in what has been called the great pause. In the middle of the great pause, I was asked to sit in on the Cheap Flight podcast. I had a blast. Being a guest on that podcast, I realized that there are people in my neighborhood that are doing amazing things. This is one of them. Okay, I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are going to love it. Would you please welcome my pal, David Cummings, to the people in your neighborhood. Are you there, David? I'm here, sir. It's good to hear your voice, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. How are things going for you? Doing what's, well. What's new in your corner of the world? <laughs> well, it's an exciting time to be on planet Earth, for sure. Yes. Yep. Um, hailing from the uh, metropolitan Detroit area, dealing with all the health-related stuff the whole world has been experiencing. But we're doing really well. What's that? The Detroit area that I miss so very much. Yes, you're so far actually, away. I can see from my balcony, but I can't actually go there right now. Yeah, right. So close, yet so far away. <laughs> so far away. All my favorite restaurants and haunts and, yeah. Well, there's not them. much going on in the restaurant scene. Well, it's just right. starting to warm back up. But um, I'm doing well. Family's doing well here. Uh, it's been a different kind of year. But even that being said, some changes some disappointments but also some silver linings so uh kind of going to be uh, one for the history books for sure uh this is a, certainly a year we're not going to forget no um and and one of the things that's kind of funny i'm i'm, I'm back and forth of two camps because we had a, had a discussion with some people the, the other day and we said here's what we're going to do december 31st we're going to start 2020 all over again <laughs> the next day is just going to be the new 2020 yeah and we'll have to change all the calendars but that's fine that's all right we, we can do that we need, we need to do over but then i i'm almost of more of the opinion of exactly what you just said mm-hmm. uh there are a lot of lessons that we've been learning yeah about a lot of things um certainly things i've been learning about myself yeah. and the way i ran 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 constantly yeah and the, the idea that well as i keep referring to this as the great pause mm-hmm. um what what am I going to do to, as you said, making the best of it? Right? Yeah. Great day to be alive on planet Earth, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think that it's, I love that you called the great pause. And um, the, the lessons we learned through this time that we wouldn't allow ourselves to learn in mid-cycle, you know, when we were running downhill uh, right. 100 miles an hour, thinking that was what we had to do. And, you know, for whatever reason, we built our lives that way. And uh, then all of a sudden, it's just like everything just you know, grinds to a halt in what literally felt like, um, a day or two, you know? Right. 
Um, and then we endure it because, you know, at first you think, okay, it's going to be a little different. And I, I'm, I'm kind of rewinding back to the end of March, which is when we started feeling it mid to end of March. Oh, yeah, yeah. a couple weeks. You know, we're gonna, all going to kind of lay low for a while. And, uh, you know, it's the right thing to do. Weird, yeah. huh? But then week after week after week rolls by, more things are kind of s- ceasing. Um, staying at home, wearing masks, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And then all the the voices around us, you know, all the yeah. voices on the on, on media and um, all the processing of different yeah. messages and yeah. yeah yeah what do we make of it and what are, what what are our thoughts you know in yeah. the states being an election year that was all the talk you know sure that was yeah. all the talk yeah. January February and the wild um, thing is that it was all speculation yeah. and and it to many degrees it is still speculation yes. Like yes. there's, there's not a whole lot of definitive voices coming out about what this means long-term for yeah. anybody. Yeah. yeah. And it, it so makes I, me feel like it may be what you're talking about. Like you're doing your podcast and you're reaching out with people that you you've had relationship with over your life. And mm-hmm. um, I, I look at it like we all had to kind of take stock of our soul. Like right. how, how healthy were we, are we um, in our inner person? You know, like our thoughts, our emotions, um, yeah. our mindsets, you know, just literally our stress levels, whatever it might be. Um, how healthy were we? And I would, sure. yeah. Yeah, I would venture a, a generalist opinion that at least in our areas of our circles of influence that we run in, generally we, we do too much and we don't take care of other things. And our souls are, are usually one of those things. So. Uh, it's been helpful to kind of think about what matters most, you know, yeah. and that sounds like a Hallmark card, but it is the well, truth. I, Hallmark cards, Hallmark cards are bringing you great comfort right now. <laughs> I know, I know, you know, because people watch, relate to them. <laughs> I watch movies now and I, I was watching a movie where a bunch of people were in a room and they're all hugging and, and talking and yeah. I went, oh, I missed that. Yeah, What's that? I know. What was that like? It's been so many years since connection? I've seen that. What's connection? I haven't used that word in a long time unless I related to my computer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the idea that all these people are together and they're you know, they're not socially distanced anymore yes. like before. And it, and, and they just have strange. leisurely time. You know, what just leisurely time. It's, I know, I, how, dare, how dare they? How dare you consider yourself you know, productive in your life productive yeah yeah productivity you know has I, eclipsed leisure <laughs> you said you said something that that has, is now burned into my brain uh you said running downhill mm-hmm. i thought that's interesting because i don't normally like when people say they just say go 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 yeah and running at a pace that you know and with the idea that we're accomplishing something like it's yeah. okay because we're accomplishing yes. something because we're just go, go, go on, on a steady plane yeah. and when you said running downhill that's a more accurate yeah. picture of what was going on i because... think yeah i think it's it's a trap that's the trap of of um incessant progress you know right. um yeah. and is that you start i think mentally we start oh we got to kind of climb the hill like we got to build something we got to get somewhere we got to do something and then once i get right. there you know we'll be on this level surface like we'll maintain yeah. but the fact of the matter is before we don't even know it's happening that the, the grade starts to slope downward and then we're like running down here for, you know, at a, at a mild decline. But um, what happened to us in society is it just started getting so steep. We had to keep up with, the, with gravity or right. else our, uh, you know, our, we would, our feet would, you know, couldn't keep up with our body, so to speak. Um, yeah. So it's like you can't stop. You can't stop. No. You know, it's, it's more dangerous to attempt to stop than it is to try to keep going. Um, and but that doesn't that, that equate one, to health, you know, for us. No, exactly. Something's going to suffer at that point, mm-hmm. right? Right. But the, the, the image you created of running downhill, uh, the other thing about that, too, is we don't want to admit that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to admit. I want to admit that I'm running towards something. Yes. I, yeah. I, I'm building something because at the end, it'll all be worth it. But yeah. you're, you're, more, you're more accurate in that. It's that we're, we've been running downhill. Yeah. And our, when we run, literally run down, <laughs> we become run down people because yeah. we are running downhill. 
And I certainly in the, in the profession of law where I came from, mm-hmm. the, the, I sat down, I had a meeting with somebody when I was in practice and they said, well, yes, you're, you may not see your kids for several years mm-hmm. and you may not do this, but at the end, it'll all be worth it because you'll have the house. Right. This, this, is, this is what he was saying to me. You'll have right. the house, you'll have the car, you'll have everything you want. Yeah. And then everything will all make sense. Yes. And that's the day I went, yeah, I'm leaving this profession for a while yeah. because if that's, if if that's the story that we're telling ourselves, yeah, I can't do that. I'd rather know my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd rather. Well, I'd how rather... great that you had that wisdom at that point. Most don't. Most it's yeah. enticing. The we we have this destination mentality. You know, we yeah. think yeah. Um, where we end up is more important than how we get there. Right, and yeah. it's not. It just isn't. The, it doesn't the mean ends that we justify sh- the means. Yes, the fact is, is the means are just as important as the ends. Um, right. And in some conversations more so, you know, um, and that's, that's the thing, like, that's the thing. And it's hard because our, our, our culture is hardwired now for um, achievement, yes. you know, yeah. we're hardwired well, for those. What do you do? What do you do? What have you accomplished? Yeah. Like, yeah. what have you achieved? Literally, if you don't feel like you have that to say, you don't feel quite as validated, you know, in the, True. in the the dinner parties um mm. and don't get me i don't know where the line is and for everybody they have to make a lot of these decisions for themselves but um i'm certainly not saying that uh there are no ends in our in our lives um but i just think that we've kind of surrendered the means and your example of saying listen i might have house car comfort and, and ease in 30 years but I don't know how that will make me feel better if I don't know my children or they don't know me, or we don't have right. memories over those last 30 years. Uh, yeah. The yeah. good times and the times we, we endured difficult seasons together. Uh, mm-hmm. We built a relationship. You can't build a relationship as a destination. You know, um, Ooh, I like that. it's all means. It's a means oriented you know, process. And mm-hmm. you get the ends in that case, as a byproduct of the means, you know, it happens not because you were seeking it, but you mm-hmm. value yeah. the means in the process. So but this we also is a, have, yeah, go ahead. We have to resist that, right? Yeah. Because the narrative, as you said, the narrative that we keep hearing is tell me what you did. Tell me yeah. that'll tell me that if, if you're worth anything. Yes. And we have to resist that pressure and, and be more deliberate about making those memories with our families right? and connecting with the people that we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard no, at times because the culture doesn't always see it with clarity that way. Right. You know, they yeah. might be like, Oh, well that's nice, but what are you going to do when you want to retire? Are you going to have enough money? Are you going to, um, you know what I'm saying? There's always some reason yeah, why yeah. the ends come up in the conversation. And, um, and I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying the ends don't matter. Um, some of those ends matter, but, uh, how Mm, we get there is just, is, it's just important. So the pause, the great pause of 2020, um, you know, the COVID-19 moments (laughs) in in our personal history, uh, for me at least has led me to like, man, what really matters, you know, what really where should I put my time, my talents, my resources? And uh, it, it's it's just a it's a fascinating study from for me. You know, it comes with at times some some you know, not I want to say anguish, but some uh, scrutiny. You know, mm-hmm. of my yeah. life, and at other times there's some surprising benefits I didn't didn't anticipate. You know, this is one great one. Here, you and I are sitting. Uh, recording a podcast and having a conversation, connecting yeah. one one friend to another. We've known each other for decades. I, I don't think I've ever not known you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. I was like, no, I yeah, I don't remember the beginning of this thing. Um, <laughs> We've always been which there, which is awesome. And and yeah. and truth be told, I feel a, a measure of like, oh man, I wish I, I regret the years we didn't have a chance to. I didn't make the time, frankly, right. to have right. more moments like this. And um. And so that's, I don't live in regret. So I don't look back on right, it and yeah, say, right. oh yeah, whatever. Because oh, we still got to, yeah, we got a whole lot of living to do. And that's the good Absolutely. news. You got a yeah. whole lot of living and with a fresh perspective on what matters, you know, relationships being paramount in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, Man, that's one of the things I can thank 
the uh, global pandemic for, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To slow down and take stock. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the same way. I don't, I don't, it makes me no better to sit and wallow in regrets and say, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I wish I'd made this call two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, th- it always comes back to what am I doing now? Yeah. Um, I had a guest on uh, two weeks ago. She wrote a book about the Flint water crisis mm. and, and she's done it's, I re- recommend it highly. If you haven't mm-hmm. read it already, it mm-hmm. is, it is a great breakdown of not only what happened, but how it got there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she said was, I wish I'd written this a year before. And I said, no, you're, what are you doing right now? You, you saw the problem, you yeah. addressed the problem, you put out this book and try to make people more aware of it. Right. It doesn't matter that you didn't do it six months or a year before, yeah. because that, in my experience, if I sit and stay in that, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything because I'll constantly think, oh, I should, I should have done this differently. Right. And that's really not... That's not going to help us it's at not, any point. Right? It's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. We can't change it. We can't do anything about it. So what are we going to do to exactly. redeem the time? Yeah. And again, that's a, that's kind of a soul care kind of a principle. Absolutely. Like, man, if we live, yeah. if we think we're going to go forward driving in our rear view mirror, you know, it's, it's a, we're not going to get anywhere, you know, right. We're right. all humans. You know, we, we hit some pitches, we miss some pitches. Um, but um, the faster we can kind of, you know, see life moving forward, the healthier we will be inside ourselves, literally the way we think, the way we feel, uh, where our values come from, you know, and we don't have to have that burden of like regret, which is no fun. Which ultimately means that Ferris Bueller was right. That life life (laughs) does move pretty fast. (laughs) That's right. Life according to Ferris Bueller. (laughs) If you, if you saw Ferris Bueller and you didn't stay till the end credits, you missed the whole lesson. Exactly. If you need to pause this and do another great pause and pause this and go back and find your copy of Ferris Bueller. Because you know, you, you know, you've all got one somewhere. Dust it Uh, off, do a little education, reset your perspective. (laughs) Here's a spoiler. He comes back at the end of the credits. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. I don't know why I have so many great moments in that movie. And I don't know why I remember always when Rooney was on the, on the bus at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that girl is like is it a girl or a boy is like you want a gummy bear, gummy bear. i've had yes. it in my pocket all day <laughs> I, our, our kids are our kids are adults now yeah. and and it, from the time they were late teens was really if you want to talk about something to do during a pandemic if mm-hmm. those people are looking for something to do go back to the movies of your youth yeah and and if you haven't let your kids watch them, because yes. usually they're at a certain point where they're old enough to kind of see yep. the, the stupidity of them. Um, <laughs> we watched Ferris Bueller a couple yep. of weeks ago. Uh, anything John Hughes, really. Yes. Uh, Breakfast yes. Club still holds up. Yeah. All those kind of things. To see their perspective on it is absolutely fascinating. I know. I let my kids, this is even some years ago, and my youngest is now 17, but I, probably three years ago, two years, probably two. I said, guys, you got to watch Jaws. For when I was a kid, Jaws was just like this, this iconic movie. It was, it had elements of, you know, it was scary and suspenseful, but it also had funny moments. So some of those little acting scenes are kind of, kind of make you smile. But uh, yeah, they didn't quite get it. <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't have the same effect. <laughs> it doesn't quite hold up exactly the same way. <laughs> no, we did. No, we found that out with Square Pegs. Yeah, the, uh, the TV show Square <laughs> yeah, Pegs. Yeah. Maybe maybe lasted a season. It was yeah. all about you know it was the most eighties thing ever oh spit out gosh, of the eighties. I've forgotten about that. And so I got a copy of it, and I'm like, "Hey kids, we're gonna sit down and watch this. You're gonna love this. This was the funniest thing we saw when we were kids. We got through about an episode and a half, uh-huh. and, and and you can tell they were like, "Do we have to watch anymore?" And I and I literally was like, "Do I have to watch anymore? <laughs> it, it didn't shine yes. the way I thought it did." <laughs> yes, I think it was. During the during the uh, the shutdown the pandemic here they watched we watched Back to the Future I think it was oh, okay. my kids first time okay and, yep. um you know huge blockbuster movie when we were kids watching right. it now I'm like there's some creepy parts in this movie <laughs> <laughs> to, to be polite Mar- yes there Marty, are Marty McFly's mom she had a she had a screw loose she wasn't quite yeah. right <laughs> yeah 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 in context it doesn't quite happen. no it doesn't translate yeah, right. Oh. Dad, you thought this was good? <laughs> funny. Maybe I should have screened it before. Did you? Uh, yeah, did you? Right. Did you? Did you? Did you do the trilogy, or could you not get through the one? 
No, not yet. Anyway, uh, I okay, bet that they okay. would watch it. They would probably watch it. But um, at the time, I don't know if I didn't notice, but um, I wasn't even sure they were streaming all three of them. But I think they are now. So okay. I'll have to get on Netflix and try them out. <laughs> I got a friend of mine sent me this link to this uh, these two kids. Uh, I think they're thirteen and sixteen, and they have a they have a, a YouTube page called uh, Teens Teens React. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so what they do is they take music. I think it sounds like music that their parents grew yeah, up with. Yeah. And it and it, the whole video is them reacting to like first time reaction. The first time they listen to a certain thing, and it's it's. <laughs> I thought I would hate it. I actually love it. I'll okay. make sure I post it because yeah. they one of the songs they did the last one they did was Goldilocks. They oh took the uh, King's X song, and What'd they, they loved it. Like okay, they, they cool. absolutely loved it. They loved the harmonies. They loved they loved Doug's voice. They they yeah. they. they they could say nothing but great things, but watching their reactions to yeah. hearing things for the first time was very cool. That's it awesome. Like, you kind of wonder, like, yeah, d- d- we love it, but yeah. does it hold up for another generation? Yeah. And, uh, some of the stuff does and some of the stuff doesn't. But, yeah. Uh, it, it is yeah. Nothing hilarious. made me happier uh, in recent memory with my kids than when my youngest admitted to me that she likes 80s music. I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> I did something right. <laughs> I actually chalk it up, <laughs> yeah, chalk it up, the... Chalk it up on, the, on the parenting billboard. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw an uh, interview with Ty Tabor online on YouTube okay. that was just a, maybe a month ago. This, this was probably during the shutdown. And he was this... talking about his favorite was um, his favorite song. He said Goldilocks, which I found interesting. Really? Yeah. One of his favorites. And I think the last time we hung out was at a King's X show. That's right. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. a fine meal at Gus's Fried Chicken. <laughs> yes, which that is, that is the top of the again, list. Which shall happen again, just for the record. Exactly. That is the top of the list of what I'm missing in restaurants in the, in <laughs> yeah. the Detroit area, for sure. But yeah, that was... Again, how many times have we seen King's X? Yeah. And it's still... Like that is a band that my jaw just sits dropped through the yep. entire set. And you know uh, what? Okay, so this is interesting to me. I, I mm-hmm, know you can yeah. relate to it. Okay, so Kings X as a band all by itself, I love them. I'm always yeah. gonna love them. I'm gonna yeah. love whatever they do at some measure, prop just because I'm I'm I bought in. I drank the Kool Aid. Exactly. Um, yeah. But you know too. what makes us like something so much? That's a little interesting to me. Like. Mm-hmm. Part of why I like that band so much is because at that time in my life, I have great memories of it, of discovering and developing a like for King's X with friends. You were among yeah. those friends at that time. Like I did yeah. not like them the very first time I heard them. Like the you very did not like first, the I did Sam not, Taylor. I am. I did not like them. <laughs> I, Sam, I, I am. I did not like them. <laughs> Uh, when I first right, heard ahead. whatever album it was out in, it might've been out of the silent planet or Gretchen. And I'm like, I don't know the guitar tone, whatever, whatever. But man, I love them to death right now. And it's mostly yeah. it's because I love the idea of like all the memories I had with you guys, with you, with Brad, yeah. with Chuck, with Noel, yeah. all those guys. And just the experiences we had in those years, the hangout times, the really the brotherhood we built um at that time which was wonderful and so it all yeah. goes along with building um, the soundtrack affi- yes uh, building the affinity for something and that's yeah, why yeah. The, the the first time reacts for the 13 16 year olds not quite the same they're missing the whole context <laughs> they're missing the uh, the development to why this was this is so good you know we have we have this ongoing question of what is a spotify what how do you define what is yeah. what is what is exactly how do you a single spotify i i have yet to have that explained well <laughs> um because again, I sound like I'm a hundred year old man, but the idea of, as we talked about before, going into the store, you know, yes. waiting for the release of yeah. the of the the vinyl or the CD, yeah. uh, taking it home, listening to it, uh, in a Spotify generation, is is uh, a challenge to it say is. the least. It is, especially and- when if people are releasing new music, it's hard to fit into the you know into the stream of what people are into. It is, and and that's. You know, I'm I'm gonna sound old as dirt right now, but uh, like for my kids, <laughs> my kids in the Spotify generation, you know, they get streaming music, they get all of it at once. You yeah, know, yeah. and I just I didn't think I would appreciate it back when I was you know 12, 15, 16 years old. 
Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, I couldn't get enough music fast enough. Right. Like, yeah. oh, give me yeah. more, give me more. So the, the human heart wanted more faster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to wait for the next uh, Toby Mac album or, or, or yeah. Whiteheart album or Petra album or whatever yeah. I was into. And A year it, felt like three. A year felt like forever. And you didn't, yeah. I mean, in the Christian world anyway, you didn't have MTV. I mean, right. you had the local concerts, CCM magazine, a couple things. Um, so there's always that like waiting and patiently just yearning. And now it's like you can get it all right now. And I kind yeah. of wish, and I don't, you know, again, not in the rear view mirror, but sometimes I wish some of the anticipation was still around. Like there was yes. still a little bit of, you know, you got to wait. The The album's coming, but you got to wait, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's something about going to, I think I went to Dixon's bookstore. I think that was where I bought yeah. most of my music. Yeah. And, uh, or uh, uh, there's another one I forget on DeQuinder Road, but oh, um, discount, discount, discount. I went there a yes. lot. I remember yeah. vividly buying the DC Talk album "New uh-huh. Thing." <laughs> yes, I think that's where I got it too. <laughs> and it, it had a sticker on it, explicit lyrics, and I was like, yeah. "What?" I still don't know if <laughs> I know what was said that made it explicit <laughs> Christian yeah. definitions. Expressing so, Christian lyrics, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was it, uh, decent Christian talk. That's yes, it. yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, and you know, there, when I was DJing over here, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the release dates were always different in Canada. Yeah. So there was stuff that people couldn't get over here that I would just drive over to Detroit. I remember I used to go oh. between classes. I used to have class in the morning. I'd drive over to Dixon's, pick up some new, new music. And I, I was driving over there and spending like $30. I wasn't spending crazy amounts of money. Yeah. But then I would I would be back in class in time with, uh, you know, my new music. Probably on my Walkman at that point. Yeah. But, or my disc, or my disc <laughs> man, man, even yeah. worse. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that, oh just, that just dated me right there, the I disc know. man. <laughs> But yeah, I used to, I used to get stuff like a, m- a month or two months before you actually get it in Canada. So when I was DJing, people were like, "How yeah. did you get that? How You're like you always new- on the cutting edge." <laughs> yeah, how did you do that? Well, I, I paid a toll, and then I paid a toll to get home. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really not that difficult. <laughs> it's right, but, it's right there. Like, you can see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But those those were the days. You're right. The anticipation. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I, I kind of miss the fact that uh, there's not an anticipation yeah uh, my my daughter got christmas money a couple mm-hmm. years ago and she took it to the uh local record store and she bought a copy of the white album mm-hmm. and the person behind the counter said uh is this for you is this a gift and she said oh no this is for me and the person behind the counter said you just gave me hope for the next generation thank you very much <laughs> yes <laughs> can you sign this, can i get your autograph <laughs> yeah, that's right i want proof i want yeah. proof of this i knew but her she said, yeah yeah she was but she was the person was so encouraged yeah. that she was buying copy of the beatles white album for herself yeah uh that it was it was an anomaly uh, yeah. sadly so yeah 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 it's i still I, I my wife loves Spotify and I love mm-hmm. creating lists for her. Yeah. But uh I I haven't gotten into it yet. I still mm-hmm. like even putting together a USB and just having that in the car of yeah. you know, pod mix of podcast and music that I want to hear at yeah. that particular time. Yeah, that's, that's where a, I'm at anyway. There's so much information, but I, I'm I tend to be old an old soul in some ways. Like I yeah. I still like the music I listened to when I was, you know, yeah, me too. twenty five years ago. Honestly, I like it yeah. still. I don't listen to it every week all the time but i'll turn around for the fun of it you know yeah, yeah part of it's just the music itself part of it is just uh memories of that time in my life which i really love which is the power of music everybody's yeah, absolutely. got that you know absolutely so, it brings back the memories takes you back to exactly where you were at the, i know that particular time. awesome you know yeah yeah and and we saw so many bands and festivals and all that kind of stuff and i remember you know i remember specifically was us sitting in a room at the church Mm -hmm. and we had this like in-depth discussion for at least an hour and a half about uh extremes uh, i know i know we were like weighing out i know i listen to it now yeah i do too i do too i was listening to Am I ever going to change? Which is one of the tracks off that album just this week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like picking it. We were I picking know, it apart. We love the we story. Like... We love. We love the sense that the, this album was telling a bit of a, a narrative, a story. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was going through some soul searching at writing that album. You know, to whatever yes. level and whatever they would call it, it was happening for sure. 
And we love that. I love to this day. I like that. I mean, Alice Cooper's Last Temptation. We I, yes. I we did that as well. You know. Um, yeah, we did. That's right. <laughs> you know, because that was fascinating to hear. What do you mean, Alice Cooper might have faith in in Jesus Christ? What? Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the the ghoul himself. What? <laughs> I know. I know. Now it's funny. My sister Sue lives in Cleveland, and she okay. She goes to Alistair Begg's church. I think it's called Parkside, and uh, Alistair's a friend of. Um, Alice. Okay. And um, my sister's husband is a golf pro. So they golf once in a blue moon, they'll golf together, which is pretty cool. But he yeah, really, yeah. and to hear, uh, really hear Alice talk about his faith is pretty, pretty awesome. He's, he's a, he's, he's definitely uh, sees God in his life, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. Cool. And he's, he's golfed every, he still says he golfs almost every day. Yeah. Very avid golfer. Sure. Pre, Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Yes. He was golfing yes. every day, Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, those are such great times because we would, we would, because music was kind of the stuff we liked was so few and far between. I know. That we would seize on something and we'd talk about it. I remember when I came back from Toronto, I, cause I met him at that record signing. Yeah. And, uh, and it was so funny because I said to him, uh, you know what it was? It was the year of uh, Wayne's World. Yes. And have I ever, I don't know if I've ever told you this, the year of Wayne's World, everybody was coming, we were in line again. Trying to explain what a record signing is is kind of funny these days, but mm-hmm. it was a thing. It was like when you go to the grocery store now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd wait in line outside the store yep. and then eventually you might get in. And if the, if the time didn't run out, you you have the artist there to sign your yeah. CD or yep. vinyl or whatever. And so everybody was saying, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. And I didn't know what to say, but <laughs> I had a, a, I had a shirt, a t-shirt from Bugs Bunny that had the crusher from the wrestling yes. episode of yeah. Bugs Bunny. Yes. I had that on going in and he looked at my shirt and he said, we just watched that one this morning. He said to his, his bodyguard, <laughs> he said, we watched that this morning. So we sat for like two minutes talking about Bugs Bunny and the crusher. <laughs> it was awesome. And then I said to him, I said, I hear there's been some good things happening in your life. And he said, yeah, God's been good to me. And I went, wow. yeah, that's, that's all I needed. That's my time. Yeah. Uh, n- next person. We talked about Bugs Bunny and God. Yeah, uh, works. That works. That's awesome. But yeah, I lo- I loved it, those days when we would sit and talk and listen to albums together and yeah. discuss them. Uh, and I can tell you that the extreme conversation that we had, mm-hmm. I've talked to more people in, in the last couple of years that said they did exactly the same thing with the same album. They, with the same album. Okay. They, they said because there were so few rock operas yeah. for our generation, yeah. uh, not like the not like the seventies. Uh, that was one of the few. The Last Temptation was another one. Yeah. And, and so they, apparently there were pockets of people. It made me feel a little better. There were pockets of people that were having yeah. the same conversations about three sides yeah. to every story yeah. all over the, all over the world. And it rocked. Which is cool. You know, it was a jam. It absolutely rocked. Yeah, absolutely rocked. They were doing Nuno Betancourt. It's great. Guitarist. Uh, so th- those are the things that were fun. We went deep. We, went, we didn't yeah. have as much material, but we went deep with it, you know? And and the one thing I am a little upset about is that Extreme and King's X have toured at different points in their careers. I know. And I have yet to see. I saw Extreme two summers ago. Okay. And they came to Windsor, and uh, it was it was worth it. They did a lot of three sides that night. Okay, that's so man, that, that would be awesome. Yeah, but the idea of seeing the both of them together that might be a road trip for all of us. Yes. Uh, if Extreme and Kings X go back on the road again. Yes, I'm in. Yeah. I saw. Which, I saw. They'll King, play it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I saw Kings X at uh, Freedom Hill. Uh, if you remember out in Sterling Heights, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right they were yeah. like, they had a, a rock, you know, whatever festival two days. And they were like a side band. Right. Like, I couldn't believe and it was free. I, <laughs> yeah. It was free. I could not believe they were like a side band that they weren't even like the main attraction. No, um, that's, which those is are the, the only story of their life. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, not yeah. always. They did some big, big stuff, but. Well, what's what's kind of nice too is that they have a following. They have a family that when they go on the road, yeah, the family comes out to support them. Yeah, and so there's a steady yeah. group of like, if you've got four or five hundred people in every city, mm-hmm. that's that's a good yeah. career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They sound great. No, it's really. I, those are the only Kings X shows I haven't been able to go to because when I find out they're an opening slot and they're going to have like twenty twenty five minutes, I go, I can't. I, yeah. I, yeah, I would love to see them, but I can't see them get taken off the stage like it's the oscars i know, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. like they're being played off or something exactly. like no breaks no, my heart so. <laughs> it does it does yeah. but that's it's kind of the way things are these yeah. days let's take a minute to hear from a sponsor everybody have fun tonight 
Everybody Wing Chung tonight. It'll actually take me less time to explain the benefits of using Anchor to start your podcast. So let's go with that. Anchor is absolutely the easiest way to start and manage your own podcast. Download it from your app store, launch the app, and Anchor will guide you through the steps necessary to get all set up. You'll be up and running within a few minutes. Also check this out. Anchor is absolutely free, both the app and the service. And they do really all of the heavy lifting for you by distributing your podcast to all the major networks. And check this out. You can actually even make money on your podcast. So again, it's dead simple and absolutely free. Get out to your app store now and download the Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm on your laptop or desktop browser and you can get signed up and started there. We know you've got some extra time on your hands, so get out there, get yourself that Anchor app. Oh, and hey, look up our show, Cheap Flight, in the Discover section of the app. Leave us a voice message, and we'll mention your podcast on the show. So what are you, what are you doing to stay uh, creative and uh, busy throughout this uh, quarantine? Well, I think um, I'll kind of answer that in reverse order. The busy side is mostly work. Because I work at a church in administration, we were still very busy through the quarantine as far mm-hmm. as we had to learn how to throw together online church really fast. Um, right. And then we did a lot of, we were trying to do what we could with outreach to the community and we have a food pantry that was, that's very um, active. So that was and, sorry, what's, what's the name of the church community christian church we're in Sterling okay. Heights. um so we i was actually quite busy just from home predominantly um right. and so we didn't have quite the same experience many people did that um where their jobs maybe were furloughed or they just were working from home all the time right yeah so that that's that but um also um I, I work a, a side job with a buddy named Aaron who has a, a remodeling and a construction company called Masterworks. Oh, okay. We do that on Fridays. We didn't do much during the season, but we're back at it. Okay. Um, and then, um, so we, you know, like every person, it seems on planet earth, uh, we did the zoom, we did zoom to death, you know, right. Yeah. Lots and lots of connections that way. But, and then we did a lot of phone calling uh, to people, shut-ins in the church, people that were yeah. ill, or especially you know, our heart went out to the people who either who lost loved ones. Um, yes. During yeah. right in that window when they couldn't yeah. be in hospital rooms, they couldn't they couldn't hold hold an entire funeral service or memorial service. Right. It was you know it was really hard for them, um, or the weddings that were being um, scheduled for those times and how everything had to change for right pretty yeah. much all those folks so we, we had a, a, wedding zo- a zoom a zoom wedding isn't exactly the same not quite the same i suppose yeah, technically yeah. it gets the job done it checks the box but uh checks the box not yeah. quite the memory making moment uh, they typically are so sure yeah um, and then on the creative side um i actually you you'll find this interesting i i've always enjoyed music you know that we've talked a lot about it oh yeah i started playing in a band with, really with friends of mine from church i'm a i'm i will call i'll def- describe myself as a budding guitar player um, very good and so my buddies are you know they're pretty much all of them have been or are currently in our worship team so they okay. play classic rock and some and some christian right. kind of rock type stuff um just really good guys uh they love yep. music and uh, they're kind enough to let me kind of join them and play with them. So that's been a lot of fun for me, you know, uh, learning, learning how to play in a band. Um, sure. Yeah. Learn some music. So something I never did when I was younger and I always kind of wish I did. Now I'm doing more. Have you had to, more. you said some classic rock. Have you had to learn stuff that you probably weren't allowed to listen to when you were younger? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joy of this age. I know. <laughs> The joy of this age. I I tell the story of uh, all the anti rock workshops we used to go to, yeah. and uh, and I the, the people have heard it before, but I got hooked on rock because of the anti rock workshops because I'd been to four or five. I went to some because I, I went to some in, in Detroit. And I went to some in Canada. So I I, I had heard that a lot of them used a lot of the same songs, mm-hmm. and they would say stay away from this and stay away from this, yeah. away from this one. But when I've heard it five times in these workshops, I know sure. the lyrics. Yeah, 
I actually know them backwards and forwards, to be honest. And you're, and you're and so, to the point where like, man, that song kind of jams. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember being, oh yeah, like I, 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 it's familiarity, right? Yeah. yeah. What they thought was what they thought was going to scare me away from it. Yeah. You know, I the one the one that I remember was Hell's Bells, to be honest, yeah. because yeah. I remember that the the bell begins at the beginning and it just comes in really slow. Yeah. And by the yeah. fifth time of hearing that, I was like, well, I don't, I guess I didn't like it at first, but it's kind of catchy. Yeah. And so, so I was sitting, it was great. It was right after the, the move into the new sanctuary at Bethesda and they had one of these big uh, anti-rock things. And so I was singing along with Hell's Bells mm-hmm. and there was a, there was an elderly gentleman sitting about three seats next to me. And he was, you could tell he was like, oh, I'm so glad this kid's here. He really needs to hear this <laughs> message. And I'm like, I only know this because of these workshops. <laughs> And the smartest thing was, was when, um, do you remember Al Mancone came? Yes. Yeah. Al Mancone came and he spoke and he said, there are messages that are good and there are messages that are not good for you, but it is your job to discern it. It's not, you know, it's not like, here's a list of all that's bad. Here's a list of all that's good. Yeah. He said, yeah. you as a, as a young believer has to, to make decisions for what you're going to feed yourself, right? Yeah. How you're, what you're yeah. going to consume. So your media yeah. diet is what you consume. And, uh, and it changed everything because he wasn't saying this is all bad. This is all good. He was right. saying it's up to you and yeah. you have to decide and, and you're going to be accountable for the decisions you make. Yeah. So then how many years ago, 2009, I was in Nashville and Al was there at GMA week at gospel music week. And he had a booth there and I went up and started talking to him and I said, do you realize what you did for me? I said, you took all those other workshops and you made me throw them out <laughs> like a, like a record burning. Uh, you, 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 you showed me a new way of thinking. And at the time he was pretty discouraged just in general, kind of about where things were going. And, yeah. and it wasn't, his, he wasn't as busy as, as he had uh, would have liked to have been. And he, I remember he was so encouraged that when I ran into him again, he was like, Hey, Ryan, come here. Like, it was oh, like, that's cool. It, it was, it was this awesome opportunity to go back. He had encouraged me all those years before. Yeah. And I was able to encourage him and say, keep doing what you're doing. Like I, I'm one of those people that you impacted, yeah. which was an awesome experience but yes you're learning you're learning songs now that you probably were on the on the naughty list yes back in the day i I will say i give credit to my 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 buddies i play with they love all kinds of music and but they they, we do we do steer away from jams that we know are like awesome tunes but they're just not the right right you you can't sing them (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) we're playing like what what kind of artists are you playing like so um you know, usually it's a song from an artist, not okay. a lot yeah, of yeah. songs are from multiple artists. So right. uh, some, the earlier stuff is like uh, the monkeys, the Beatles, you know, yeah. kind of the pop stuff that they did. Okay. Um, yeah. We played, you know, smoke on the water, rock yeah. and roll by Led Zeppelin. Um, nice. Uh, That's a good else? list. Uh, we have Texas flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, mm-hmm. Uh they Chef haven't thrown you into Man. subdivisions yet. You haven't done sh- no, subdivisions. No, Wasn't because, a starting point. Mostly because, uh, you mean by Rush subdivisions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because of vocals. Those guys right, sing right. and they do a good job. But we don't. If we had a vocalist, we would yeah. explore a lot more music because some of that sure. stuff's like hard. Like I like Journey. Like Journey and, and, and crowds yeah. like Journey. And we'll do a concert every once in a while in a neighborhood or something, kind of a small. Nice. Thing. But um. You want to do songs, of course. People were like, "Oh, I like that song," you know. Um, but it's hard. Who sings Steve Perry? Well, you know that's hard right. to do. Yeah, so, Steve Perry and the guy that replaced him. Exactly from the and Philippines. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> Nobody else should try. <laughs> So are you actually doing, you're doing concerts like neighborhood concerts? Well, we have, I will, I want to qualify. We have done concerts. We do like backyard things. So yeah, my, nice. we have a friend, you remember the Bograts, Bob and Judy mm-hmm. Bograts. So they, mm-hmm. their backyard is like a rolling kind of backyard with a, with woods in the back. Right. Right. Um, so they hosted, um, it's really like a small group. Um, there might've been 30 people there, but um, nice. But we could play loud, and it wasn't too bad because of the trees. Yeah, because of the trees. It was a lot of fun. And people, and it's funny, all those Christians know how to shake their leg, you know. (laughs) (laughs) When limbs start moving. (laughs) So, yeah, a lot of stuff like that. We play a song by The Who. Um, Yep. 
it's just fun. It's all it's they're fun. They're fun songs. Yeah, they're fun songs, and it's funny. You know. Yeah. They pulled out an Aria. It was REM. Um, yeah, it's interesting that I, I want to do um, "Shine" by Collective Soul, like just right. different different songs like that. So. Right. Or Moan Jam or something like that. Yeah, right. So I wish I could play that. <laughs> no, you people, you've heard it here first. This is this is the budding new band that is doing your outdoor socially distanced concerts. Uh, if you need to bu- if you need to book a band in the Sterling Heights, Rochester area. Yeah. The truth is if you're expecting moan jam from me, uh it might be more moaning. <laughs> people people aren't yelling requests. You've got a set list that you're gonna work from. Yeah, right. But no, this is this is this is very exciting news. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy for all of us that you're doing this because yeah, you've you've always you're, you've always studied and watched players and yeah. watched technique and you've known I, the discussions we have is usually a lot, a lot about technique yeah. and songwriting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it is, I think it, it does. starts like the appreciation, like you learn how to, you yeah. learn how yeah. to appreciate music. Well, you know, that does, and there's something into playing music. And there's something about learning the music that you weren't supposed to listen to as a kid that <laughs> makes it a little bit more, just a, yeah. just a little bit more fun. <laughs> I want to do, um, I want to do the 77th version of nobody's fault, but mine. What I want oh, what a, that is a great version. A jam, and he does a yeah. great job of it. He really does. He does. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Uh, he's been doing actually concerts. I don't know if you've seen. No. He does a concert. He's got one tonight. Every week he does a concert. Does he uh, really? I will send it to you. I will send it to you. I'll watch it. I'll yeah, watch for it. sure. Hey, by the way, totally off topic. Oh well, kind of yep. side topic. What What do you know lately about Steve Taylor? Is, uh, is uh, there anything? Is he kind of quiet, or what's he up to? Steve, the archive just got opened up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are recordings that have been. I thank you for the opportunity to talk about this because uh, I had the guy, the guy that's running the archive, uh, was on my show last week. And basically, if you go to the YouTube, if you just type in on YouTube, Steve Taylor Archive, mm-hmm. uh, he's doing he's doing it chronologically. But he said he's he's had a steady, uh, ongoing conversation with Steve Taylor over the last couple of years, okay. and he said. Uh, uh, they said, you know, I, every time I can find something that's good quality footage of your shows, I like to put it on. Mm-hmm. And out of this conversation, Steve said, well, let me send you some stuff that I have. Wow. And he went, oh, sure. Okay. And he said a week later, he gets a 31 pound box of <laughs> tapes yeah. and every format. And he said, so during COVID, he's had the time to digitize all this stuff. So it, it, is, it went live on Monday. And it's called, if you just look up Steve Taylor Archive, the first shows are like from the 80s, like full 40-minute shows, 50-minute shows, sets. Uh, and the quality of the footage is really good. He's taking the time to restore them and and, and really clean them up nicely. Yeah. Uh, but over the next several weeks uh, and the next several months, he just, he's got 31 pounds of, <laughs> of material to keep putting out. That's and, uh, which Which is really cool for me because he sent me um, the clip of the Chagall Guevara concert at Cornerstone 91 yeah. uh, is coming soon. And I was pulled on stage during that show and I clogged, oh <laughs> I clogged on stage with the band and I, ha- and I now have very clear footage before I have really grainy footage of it, yeah. but now I, I have, very, <laughs> yeah, like the, that was the, if, if I don't have another rock and roll moment, I, I'm fine with that Yeah, because now I, I actually have a clear footage of me. I did the Fonzie Cossack dance from um, <laughs> happy days <laughs> and, and Janice looked at it and she went, you could used to be able to do that. I'm like, yeah, used to be able to do yeah, that. Uh, not, not now. Maybe I want to get back up to that after watching the video. I want to be able to be, do that again. But yeah, but yeah, Steve Taylor has been. He's. I saw him in Nashville two years ago uh, at the Choir Prayer Train show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is still very active and still very um, uh, available. And he's teaching now too, as well, teaching film uh at uh, lipscomb university so yeah he's 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 the real deal oh yeah yeah. he really is like just as far as a template and how to do things and how to conduct yourself yeah 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 greatest story well i mean i I told the story of i said i went to nolan i went to corner to creation the first year Mm -hmm. partially because steve taylor was playing Mm -hmm. and i had wanted to see him live and we jumped in the car and did it and then three years later, we were all at creation. Yeah, the whole gang. I mean, I think we had, I think we had like forty people. Yeah, 
that all went to this festival, yeah. partially because Noel and I went the first time and yeah. we got hooked on it. And we just had to, had to keep going back. Yeah, that's right. But that was a that was a great road trip that we had of of going to the festival that I year know, for sure. Great memories. Yeah. yeah. So much going on and mm-hmm. and hijinks and safety <laughs> issues and all that kind of stuff. I know. How we got unfortunately, unfortunately, we're all still alive. I know. I mean, if if there ever was an example of God's grace, it would be uh, those, yes. it was, uh, that we survived many of those trips. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That is that is undeniable proof. For sure. Good time. Well, very cool. Is, is there anything we uh, that you wanted to cover that we didn't? Um, let's see. I don't suppose. I'm. We could. I'm sure. I'm going to think of something awesome in a couple minutes. The theory of relativity. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, I, I think. I think the big story about your band is that I don't think I. W- I certainly wasn't ready for that. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. I like well, it. I, I will. I will pump up the guys that are on the in the band. I mean, they were they were a band before me, so they're good. Okay. Yeah. Those guys know what they're doing. They're kind to me. <laughs> they let me play along and learn. We have a great time, um, but I'm thankful for them. Uh, good fellows. So it's it's in your nature to be modest as well, too. So gotta, <laughs> gotta keep that in mind. Again, yeah. you've you've studied this. You wouldn't you wouldn't join a band if you weren't ready for it. And yeah. From and, and what I know of you. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So that is that is extremely exciting news. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not there yet, although. I do have a cameo on the new Leader Dogs record. Do you? I play harp on uh, one of the tracks. Do you really? I do. So I do. So you uh, you, you know a harpist? <laughs> I do. Yes, I. <laughs> I have a harpist living in my house. Actually, <laughs> I do. I have, I have a harpist living in my house, and there's there's two harps here. So I I I, I won't say I played it. I plucked it. That's probably a, okay. a more accurate okay. description. Okay. <laughs> but I. I plucked it, and then uh, Lyndon was able to sample it and work it into one of the songs. So I'm going to get a, a songwriting awesome. credit or to some degree awesome. on this. Royalties, thing, so. man, royalties. <laughs> so yes, I was going to say I'm not a musician, but I a little bit am. Not as certainly not as much as you, but uh, <laughs> well, our band no, just, the is... other, just the other week was considering opening a position for cloggers. So maybe who knows? You could apply. <laughs> <for that. laughs> I've got an audition tape. I've got. A, I have an audition tape. <laughs> I'll wait for the Steve Taylor archive. Done. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well david thank you again for thank being you. one of the one of the amazing people in my neighborhood and and like i said you have been since time began and i appreciate you taking the time to share with us today everything that's going on with you thanks buddy ryan it's always great to hear you i love you man uh we've had a lot love of great years together and i look to, forward to many many more uh, memories, hijinks, and mayhem together. <laughs> In that order, I like it. Yes, thanks for the opportunity. Okay. I really appreciate Take it. Take care. All right, see ya. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. Bye. Typical Typical barrister. barrister.